And a lot of people are thinking of Django for something that is great for generating, you know, uh, RESTful APIs, just uh, crude APIs and yes. generating forms. But the truth is that if you need some uh, heavy business logic application, Django is still a great choice. Yes. And Django is not the framework that just generates APIs. Django is the framework that gives you the freedom to do whatever you want yes. if you're understanding deep enough. And again, that's why we are using it to build um, the backends for, for our clients because you can use Python to actually create the data model, the business layer, and the abstractions that you need for your business layer mm -hmm. using Python, and then leverage Django to be your web and HTTP wrapper with the ORM, with the admin, with the URLs, with the way you can do APIs. And if you combine those two things together, then you can build uh, whatever you like of whatever scale you like yes. with Django. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to HackCast. This is episode number seven, and we are filming in January 2023. So, Happy New Year! Woo! Yeah, we are once again back in our HackCast studio, and seven episodes so far. Uh, how do you feel about it? Well, it's fine. The uh, hosts are good, the logo is nice, the camera quality is getting better, so... I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, so far so good. Much better than season one. And uh, as we said in episode number one of season two, we are aiming for 10 episodes. Mm -hmm. And then we're just going to continue recording, but call it season number three. Because why not? Yeah. Because why not? Because season let, three is let, nice. let's have a structure. Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. And for this episode, episode number seven, we decided to talk uh, after talking about Next, Vercel, serverless and headless stuff. We decided to finally talk about Django. Why is that? The good old Django, because we love it. This is still the main the main tool that we that we use for writing web applications. Yeah. This is this is the thing that we use for the past, I think, ten years. Something like this. Something I think even before before we started Hacksoft, we were working with Django, so we have more than ten years of experience. Mm -hmm. And we can talk quite a lot about it because as you say, as Hacksoft, we are well known uh, as Django, Django developers. Django developers, yeah. And sometimes clients do find us because they are looking for someone to take care of their Django application mm -hmm. or they specifically want something to be built in Django and then they reach out to us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we can share quite a lot of experience. And this particular episode, we're going to give our perspective on Django from our experience of working with it and perhaps answer the most important question, why are we using Django and why are we still using Django? Why, what do we like about it? All right, yeah. Mm -hmm. What is, what is the, the best thing you like about Django? For me, it is, it is Python, first of all. Okay. I love it because Python is the language that I really enjoy writing. Uh, it's, it's, it's quite expressive. You can do a lot of things with Python and writing web applications with Python, for, to me, is a great idea. Yeah, uh, I, I can agree. The language is really important. And Python is a very simple language where you can just use the basic um, tools like functions, for cycles, and if statements, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, dictionaries and lists, and you can go a long way with just that. Mm -hmm. And it's really simple and it's easy to understand. Mm -hmm. And if you build web applications on top of that, then even better. And Django, I think Django is still the most popular web framework for Python. Mm -hmm. it, it was 10 years ago, I think, still. Yeah. I'm not really sure about 10 years ago. Right now it is. It is for sure. It is for sure, yeah. And for me, 
Django, I asked myself this question, why are we still using Django? Because we can use quite a lot of other things. We have experience mm -hmm. with, uh, like Kickball experience with uh, TypeScript and Note and, and stuff like this, but we're still using we're still using Django. And it's because it's very stable and mature. Mature, yeah, it is. It's like a web development framework which has a lot of tools and a lot of abstractions. It's really batteries included, mm -hmm. but somehow they got the HTTP part of it because it's web development framework, right? Yeah. And you're not going to hit any obscure bugs that you can hit with newer frameworks. Mm -hmm. It's like it's old, mature and stable web framework that is battle tested and you know it's going to work for your main use case of building web applications because of because of it, because of the maturity and because it's really been battle tested over the years mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so in in general if you ask me this is why this is why i love django because i know i can rely on it okay i know that Reliable, there are not yeah. there are not going to be any really strange obscure bugs from the framework mm -hmm. itself okay yeah, the framework not is from still, my application yeah. code mm -hmm. because uh, this is something that uh, that's really frustrating you're like writing some kind of application and suddenly you, you hit a framework-related bug. Mm -hmm. And you have to drop from your flow of writing application code. Mm -hmm. And you have to start debugging the framework. And you have to start Googling around the framework. And sometimes you have to patch and hack the framework. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is something that can happen with Django, but I think it's a rare occasion. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we've been using other other frameworks, uh, let's say, for Python, Flask. Flask and uh, Fast API. Fast API, yeah. And... I think it's pretty rare, or at least from my experience, to find a bug in the framework because because all the other frameworks are pretty mature too. They are yep. there for 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 quite some time. But what I really miss when I'm not using Django is this productivity that basically Django delivers because Django has all the needed tools for writing web applications yep. in there. And whenever we are in a situation where we are not using Django. I'm always missing these tools, these utilities, this, let's say, authentication, security stuff that are in there and you're normally using them in every application. I've, I have seen a lot of situations where the app uh, um, infrastructure and the, and the app architecture yeah. is kind of wrong because you don't have the tools you need in place and that's why you're, you're just taking bad decisions, not because uh, the things that you are doing are, are good ideas, but because you don't have other choices because the tools are not there. Yeah. And I think for me, Django is all about productivity. Okay. Because all the tools are there. You need, let's say, uh, uh, um, middlewares. Oh, you have plenty of them. You need uh, advanced way to reverse your URLs. Oh, you have it in there. You need all yep. the utilities, all the little functions, all the helpers that are just in there. And you normally use them. You use them a lot. Even if you're starting something really small and we are like, oh, we are never going to need Django for this. We need something really small and fast just to put it there yep. at some point you need these utilities yeah, and you're, you're gonna get there yeah and you're off we needed to start this with django <laughs> yeah every time every time and so perhaps the very first thing that really shines in in every django application it's uh, it's the rm it is it's the models mm -hmm. because the other alternative is sql alchemy which mm -hmm. 
I, I cannot say it's bad, but from our experience, there were always some obscure, not bugs, but corner cases that yes. you need to know about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it is developed to be, the uh, SQL Alchemy is developed to be an ORM, not in the context the context of web development. It's just an ORM. Yeah. So you need to figure out your way to plug it in your web application and yeah. and combine it with the HTTP lifecycle and all of, all of these things you need to think about and actually reinvent the wheel when you yeah, sometimes you need to yeah. do that, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in Django, it's uh, included in the web framework. So, for example, I would very much love to have the Django ORM extracted from Django and have it as a standalone ORM. It would be great. It would be great, yeah. But the ORM itself, it's, again, stable and mature, and you can basically do the data modeling that you need to do when you're uh, building software applications mm -hmm. uh, with these. And uh, there, if you need some more advanced features from your... Uh, from your specific database, there are also built-in abstractions, for example, for building indexes or uh, what else? Doing, doing, adding constraints and mm -hmm. validations. You mm -hmm. can do it in a descriptive way, like you uh, describe your models. But you also can just drop into something more wall-level next to next to the database and do whatever you like. Yeah, yeah. So the ORM uh, in combination with the migrations framework. Mm -hmm. So the migrations framework in Django is just... Mm, <laughs> it is good. It's yeah. really good. It is good. It's really good, especially... Again, we, we've had some experience with Alembic. Mm -hmm. I think I, I think you had some experience with Alembic. Yeah, it is. And it was not as good, perhaps? It was far away from what we have in Django. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's safe to say that the, the Django ORM is by far the best ORM I have ever seen, I think, any language. Yeah, for me, uh, it's way more mature than anything in Python. Uh, the uh, migrations framework, again, it is a great framework and it yeah. is combined combined to work with everything in Django. Yeah. So if you're trying to build your own framework, with let's say uh, Alembic, uh, SQL Alchemy, some kind of fast API, and you try to combine all of this and build yourself a framework, you're going to hit so much corner cases and things that you have never yeah. told because in Django these problems are already solved. Exactly. And... If you try to do this, you're like 99% of the time switching to Django at some point. Yeah, so it, it, it's really battle tested mm -hmm. and a lot of bugs have been found through the years and also fixed. So the ORM and the migrations, only, only because of this, I am kind of leaning always towards starting with Django for the backend because we know what we're doing and we know that since we have so many experience, uh, so many years of experience with Django, we can be productive mm -hmm, mm -hmm. using the ORM and using the migrations. They play really well together. You still have to learn them, and you still have to go through some of some of the edge cases. But the other good thing is that they're usually documented, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you and you can point someone to the documentation and say, just just read this entire page, try it out, read the page again, and then you're good to go. You know what you're, you you have to do, and then for me the Django admin is part of the ORM package because it's mostly built around the ORM. It plays really well with the ORM and it gives you the opportunity to just auto generate or scaffold a admin page uh, based on your models that you can just use for either developing, developing, debugging, or putting some effort and make it like a very simple back office. That's the key, a very simple back office. Because yeah. we've seen a lot of cases where people try to extend the Django admin yeah. so far that it basically becomes a fully featured like system. And I don't think that's designed to be the case. Yes. 
and probably should not go there. It is yes. nice to have some kind of a back office just to just to have it there to give it to your clients at least see what what's happening in the database. Yes. Best case, read only back office because. Exactly, yeah. You usually want to have a separate admin that's kind of read-only and give it to the client. Yes. And so the admin for showing models is great. For mm -hmm. showing additional pages and forms, it's a bit hacky. Okay. Uh, there are good articles uh, on the internet for how to do it. And mm -hmm. one, once you've done it, it's like a couple of times, then you, you know how to do it. But uh, this, is, this is what I like because when we usually start with the backend and the data models and the data modeling and doing some proof of concepts, I can rely on the Django admin to be my user interface for something that I can give to, to the clients mm -hmm. so they can click around and experiment and uh, basically have a very simple user interface. It's not yes. going to be the final one. Mm -hmm. We're most probably building something else, more something more sophisticated, but it's right there out of the box and I can have a new Django application with the data models with some additional logic on top of it with the admin deployed somewhere in a matter of days. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, that's true. Well, the deployment part is a little tricky, but we'll get to this later. We'll, we'll, yeah. Uh, okay. you, you said something really, really, really important to me. There are good articles on how to do X. Yes. So, so, so this is part of this one of the main parts for me why Django is great because it's so mature. Then, whenever you're trying to do something, there is already a good article on how to do it. Yes. If there is not a good article, then we are probably still writing it. So yes. And it's going to appear in our blog at some point. Yes. So, so, the 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 the, the framework is so mature. So many people are using it that in on the internet there is plenty of information and tutorials and stuff. And on the other hand, whenever a new service is being developed, let's say you want to integrate your Django project with something. The uh, providers are keeping Django in mind and yes. they are writing articles for the most mature frameworks, for, for Django, for Rails, for, for the other main players. So every major thing that you want to integrate with already has like tutorial package, some kind of API, some yes. kind, something for Django. Let's say Sentry, of course, they, they, they have their SDK for Django. It's just plug and play. It just works. And it the gives, Sentry app itself is based on Django. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of normal to have a good uh, uh, Django integration. But but again, everything that you, let's say Pusher, if you want to use some kind of WebSocket yes. and stuff, we use Pusher a lot. They have a good tutorial on how to integrate it with Django. And they don't have like 20 tutorials. They have five tutorials and one of them yes. is Django. So this, again, for me is pretty important in terms of productivity because it is mature and people are using it a lot that, that makes a great community around it. I, I, th th this is a great this is a great argument because with Django you know that someone has your back uh, for whatever integration you want to do even mm -hmm. if it's kind of an obscure integration there is a high chance for someone writing about it with Django in mind or building a third-party application mm -hmm. and the entire ecosystem of third-party applications is again, well-established and mature, and there are quite a lot of stable and good uh, third-party packages that you usually use with your Django app. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, we when we use Django, we're using it mostly for backend, and we're building APIs. We're not yes. using it for views and templates mm -hmm. because React is better. Yeah, React is better. And the only, for, uh, yeah. Yeah, the only thing we use it in, in terms of views and templates is the admin. Exactly, yeah. We have APIs and admin. Yeah. In, in almost every project. And if you want to, to uh, build APIs with Django, the package that you usually install is called uh, Django REST Framework. Mm -hmm. A great package. A great package, which is, again, very stable and mature and basically covers all your cases. It has a lot of abstractions, 
but it also has quite a lot of uh, tutorials and uh, how, for how to do throttling, mm -hmm. how to do rate limiting, authentication, authentication, everything, everything, and it's it has everything you need in order to build an API and to ship a production ready API mm -hmm. with a lot of examples, a lot of documentation, and it's just you install it. It's for me, it's part of Django Core. It is. It's a third party package, but I'm treating it as part of uh, part of Django Core. Which is which is really important and the ecosystem, uh, it, it's good. You said something quite important and that is Django and all of the packages out there are giving you the uh, great amount of abstraction. Yes. So you can easily go to the documentation, copy some kind of a snippet, put it in your code and it, it's going to work. Yes. But you definitely need your go-to definition working so you can jump yes. in this abstraction, see how it works and deeply understand it yes. in order to be really productive with Django. Exactly. Otherwise, you're just going to copy some things from the documentation and hope they work. And we have seen this on so many places. We have, yes. we have seen this on so many projects that just came here and we need, we have to fix them, we have to improve them. Yes. And, you know, it's normally not ending good. So in order to be productive with Django, you not only need to read the documentation and be good at copying things and pasting them in your code base, yes. you need to be good at jumping into this abstraction, understand Python, understand how it works, and under deeply understand the abstractions. Oh, for, for sure, and that, that's a good point. So Django is great to, to get you going, and mm -hmm. you can build a lot of things by just using the the abstraction provided by, by Django, the highest level of abstractions, the... Uh, views that are crammed together, that are doing uh, all, all, all the things. But you also need to uh, go deeper and understand what's what's happening beneath beneath this abstraction and why this abstraction was created and perhaps if there are other better choices, perhaps not to use this abstraction all the time mm -hmm. or at all. At all. Uh, we will get there. <laughs> uh, in order to be, how to say, in order to feel confident navigating around a Django code base. Mm -hmm. This is really important because things tend to get complex with time and just staying on the surface level with the provided abstraction won't get you there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It will get you started, but you need to put in the effort to understand how things are working. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, the whole, the whole Django team and the Django community is really uh, using this for I guess, uh, getting new developers into the framework and yes. understanding it. So on their website, the first sentence there is, Django makes it easier to build better web applications quickly with less code. So they, they are using this less code thing. So get this uh, four lines of code and you will have uh, a fully yes. create, read, update, and delete API. But in real life, you never need a fully restful crude API over an object. You need to build specific APIs for specific needs. You need yes. to have your permissioning there. So it's norm it, it is not enough just to just to get the whoa code thing from Django. Yes. It, you, you definitely need to jump in there and understand how things are actually working and when, when to use something and when not to use it. That, that's, that's, a, that's a great point. Uh, again, it's great to get you going and sometimes this is what you need. Yeah. But you need to dive deeper and understand how things are working. And a lot of people are thinking of Django for something that is great for generating, you know, uh, RESTful APIs, just uh, crude APIs and yes. generating forms. But the truth is that if you need some uh, heavy business logic application, Django is still a great choice. Yes. And Django is not the framework that just generates API. Django is the framework that gives you the freedom to do whatever you want yes. if you're understanding deep enough. And again, that's why we are using it to build um, the backends for, for our clients because you can use Python to actually create the 
data model, the business layer, and the abstractions that you need for your business layer mm -hmm. using Python, and then leverage Django to be your web and HTTP wrapper with the ORM, with the admin, with the URLs, with the way you can do APIs. And if you combine those two things together, then you can build uh, whatever you like of whatever scale you like yes. with Django. Django by default comes with this idea of, of splitting things into apps, which is great because mm -hmm. it forces you to think about uh, what apps you're going to have. Uh, and usually you split your apps by domains, different domains from your business and different apps. Sadly, it does not support out of the box apps within apps. Yeah. But there are plenty of uh, tutorials for how to for how to approach this and mm -hmm. for how to do it. And sometimes it's a good idea to split apps within apps yeah. to, to have this. And again, this is why it shines for me because it's a stable wrapper around Python and you can build things of various complexity with it. Mm -hmm. And then again, you have usually in a web application, you're not only having an APIs, uh, like APIs that are someone is interacting with them, but you usually need some kind of background processing. Mm -hmm of various complexity again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this is where Celery, which is also a very popular Python-based uh, framework for writing uh, background processing yes. and tasks mm -hmm. and task management. Mm -hmm. uh, it integrates really well into Django and integrates so well that you can have your Celery tasks being able to live in the same code base mm -hmm. first, and second, being able to access the ORM of Django. Yes. And this is really, 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 really powerful because you don't need to, out of the box, have a separate thing for your for your tasks mm -hmm. and duplicate the data layer and the data model or extract a, a third a shared uh, library library for, for your data model mm -hmm. of, of 10 models. Celery just integrates inside your Django app in the same code base, in the same context, and it's great. And it integrates in an easy way. Yes. That, that to me, is, is a core thing. Because I've been in many situations where we don't use Django. And people are taking decisions, let's say, oh, we're not going to do a task for this. We're going to do this on the HTTP layer just because we don't have the underlying infrastructure done. And if we want to do it, yes, we can. We can accelerate to yes. our, let's say, fast API project or whatever. But we don't have the time for for this now. So yeah. we, 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 we're again taking not great decisions because the salary is just not there. Yeah. On the other hand, we are, if you're using Django and it is, salary is not part of Django itself, but it's really easy to, to integrate. It's just a matter of a couple hours to set it up. Yes. And it's officially supported to be integrated inside Django. Yes, yes. Even even our uh, project that, that basically generates a Django project out of the box, it comes with salary. Yeah. So every project that we start, there is a salary in there. You always you always need you a always background need. background processor for for something for for your tasks. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. extremely important. Even for something simple, let's say to trigger an email, it's always better to do it on the background instead of on the foreground, right? Yep. So it needs to be there. And again, Django makes it easy to take proper decisions yes. because you have all of the tools nearby. If you, if you just need the right tool, just grab it and do your work properly instead of doing something. Hockey. And all of those tools have been battle tested and there are plenty of articles for how to scale this thing. Yes. Because it has been battle tested. Mm -hmm. And again, to it, it's really well-rounded framework. You, you have a good cache integration. You can just swap Redis and have a cache framework inside mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. uh, inside your Django application, which yeah. we can use on uh, you can use on the API layer or inside Celery. Mm-hmm. It's like whatever you like. Yeah, whatever you like. Uh, it's integrated. You you have really well. Uh, you have good support for files, uh, for static files, for media files, mm-hmm. all, all the things that. At first, they sound kind of strange. Why do you need this? But then you go to some other web framework that is not supporting it really well, <laughs> and you and you figure out, oh, well, okay, I finally understand why they they have made those decisions in Django. Mm-hmm. And if I am right now in this particular new framework to start doing it, I will end up with something that looks very closely to to what Django has done. Yes, but it's not battle tested, and it's something that you write, so you probably yeah. don't test it as much as the guys in Django did, and all of the community. You know what else is really hard to mess up with Django? What? Your security layer. Because good call. It comes with good default settings about security, and you don't need to think for a lot of things. Although it's a great idea to read the whole article in the Django documentation yes. about what these settings are, which attacks they are preventing, and how to use these settings wisely. Out of the box security, battle tested out of the box security, web security, there are quite a lot of topics. And if you just read the documentation, as you said, you will figure out that, okay, they have thought about a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of things. Mm-hmm. If you're not using it, if you're not using Django, you're, 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 if you're using something way lower level that doesn't have this kind of security uh, settings, you have to take care of it you need to take yourself. Or at least you need to have someone to take care of this because this is not something that all of the developers are pretty familiar with the web security and the uh, security settings in your production application. And there's there's something there's something really nice. It's again mature, well rounded, well rounded framework which you can use to build uh, applications of uh, variable complexity and scalability. Mm-hmm. And if the case is that right now you're using something else, some 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 else, so, some web framework that's not Django and it's not as mature and it's not as big, what I end up usually doing is I'm looking at concepts from Django and figuring out what what do I need in addition to my framework mm-hmm. so I can make my life more bearable. So even if you're not using Django, you can use Django as like a template of what you need and just pick different concepts and figure out how to adapt those different concepts to your framework. And again, this is extremely powerful. And again, this is why we are still using Django. Mm-hmm. And it's so good from for hiding this complexity from you that sometimes I don't realize it's there. Yes. And when I'm using something, let's say, like Express, you know, Node with yes. Express, and I have a problem, and I'm like, why don't we have these problems with Django? And that's the point I realize how Django is handling these kind of problems, and that's the point where I deeply understand it and try to write the same things with Node. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I think at least for me this is this is a this is a good overview of why we're still using Django mm-hmm. and why Django is still relevant. Because this is always this is always the question. Is Django still relevant today? And I think yes. Because Definitely. all of this and it's going to be even more relevant as it matures more and more. Mm-hmm. Which does not mean that other web frameworks are irrelevant, but for the Average usual use case, Django is going to be better at all the things that it's doing than the other web frameworks that are not as full-featured as Django. I can agree. Yeah, Django is definitely going to be here for the next couple of years. And for us, it's going to be the main tool for writing complex backends. Exactly. Of course, if something is simple and small, we can go with no-code solutions. We can go with headless stuff. We can go with many different 
tips. Yeah. But if you want to implement business logic, cover it with tests and ensure that this logic works and it's important for, for a given business, yes. to us, Django is the thing. All right. And yeah, I think, do we want to cover something else or leave it for the next episodes? Are we making one more episode about Django? Uh, we can make two more episodes about Django. All right. So let's keep it. Okay. So that's enough for, for, for the first episode, for episode number seven. Mm -hmm. All right. So what's, what's your overview? My overview is Django is great. If you are new to the web development, learn Python, learn Django. You, it is always a good idea. And I'm looking forward to see what's, what is going to happen in the new versions because there, there are yep. some areas in Django where we can improve some of the things. So I enjoy it a lot and I, I basically love Django. Yeah, uh, I can agree. Django is well-rounded, mature and battle-tested web framework that will get the job done. Mm -hmm. And it's here to stay and it's going to be still relevant, perhaps not as relevant for the part of doing HTML and forms, but for API backends, uh, for data modeling and for integrating with, with Celery, it's going to be here and it's going to stay here. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you very much, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening and watching Hackcast season two, episode number seven. Once again, like, subscribe, leave a comment, please. Even if it's slightly passive-aggressive comment, we'll leave it there. We'll and be happy to read it. Yeah. yeah, we'll happy to read it and we'll answer it. If you have questions or topics that you want us to cover, we are reading the comments, we are writing those comments down, and we are going to cover uh, those questions in future episodes. So that's it from us. Thank you, Ivo. Bye-bye.